What up, my people? How you doing? I'm Andrea Collins, and this is Mindful Mostly. It's a show for those of us ladies who are mindful most of the time. Yeah, we want to live our best lives and grow, connect with ourselves and the spiritual world. But you know what? We also want to eat some popcorn, do anything but exercise in yoga pants sometimes, have a glass of wine, watch some mindless TV that might cause you to lose brain cells. I don't know. That's, but that's what being mindful mostly is all about. You know what I'm saying? We need realness in the wellness world. It's okay to be super into it one day and then fall off the rails the next. That's life, man. And that is what being mindful mostly is all about. Today on the show, we've got Sassy Gregson Williams. She's a ballerina turned wellness entrepreneur who's got an amazing story about completely changing her negative mindset on health and body image to starting a global business. She is boss. But before we get to that, so much love for all the reviews the podcast has been getting on iTunes. I have a goal of getting 100 of them, and we're not there yet. So here's a scoop. I want to send you the High Vibe 5. This is a five-minute magnetism session. I've been telling you guys about this. It's a game changer. Five minutes. It includes breath work, manifesting, affirmations, meditation. Five minutes. So you can do this when you're just sitting in the backyard for a minute. You can do this on your lunch break. You can do it while you're waiting in line for a coffee. It's so easy, and it's going to make you feel a lot more centered and in tune with yourself. So if you want to get it, leave a review for the podcast on iTunes. Take a screenshot, just on your phone, whatever, and then email it to me at Andrea at MindfulMostly.com, and I'm going to send you back the High Vibe 5. Let me read you a review that Ashley left. She says, always puts me in a good mood. Five stars. Thanks, Andrea, for allowing us to feel okay with loving matchas as much as we love margaritas. I find myself smiling away while I'm listening on my walk to work. Boom. High vibe five for Ashley. Thanks, girl. (laughs) I love that. Matches and margs, right? So I'm going to be honest about something that's happening with the show. I've been thinking about it a little bit, and I think I want to do a bit of a revamp. I'm going to debut that revamp on September 3rd. I've got some ideas, but I haven't completely fleshed them out yet. Don't worry, it's not going to be drastic, but I want to bring even more realness. I want to bring even more fun and vulnerability, openness, easygoingness. Maybe it shouldn't always be an expert that's on the show. Maybe it should be you guys sometimes. Maybe it should be friends with stories. What do you think of that? If you're into that idea, uh, let me know on Instagram at Mindful Mostly. Okay, before we get this rolling, a couple, oh yeah, and on that note, I'm going to take next Monday off because I really want to think about this. Okay, is that cool with you guys? September 3rd is when it's all going to go down though. So I want to get ready for that so that episode can be the best it can be. You know how it is. Okay, so before we get to sassy, I got a soul nugget for you. Two, in fact. One. And this makes so much sense. Be the person that you want to have in your life. Mm. 
And then this one that I'm sure will inspire us all. An apple a day keeps anyone away if you throw it hard enough. So great to be here. So how are you going to inspire us today? I'm going to show you how you can take your lowest lows and create something really exciting and positive from it, whether that's business, health, or your life. Wow. Is that kind of your story? Is that, were you, what was your low? Well, I'd like to think it was, yeah. So I trained my whole life as a professional dancer. That was the goal. Um, I was super injured. I absolutely loathed my body, just spending hours and hours looking um, at a mirror in just full-on lycra. It's not the best place to feel really positive about yourself. You're always comparing yourself to other people, and there's one goal. You know, there's one path you're following. So my lowest low was being injured, really not loving my body, and not being able to do what I loved. So I was just sitting in the studio, not performing, not rehearsing, not really fighting towards my goals, just kind of waiting around, hoping it would happen. So that was my that was my low, just feeling completely like I had no power over where my life was going. And I was able to transform that into a business I'm really proud of, which connects lots of women. It's very it's a very social business. It's called Naturally Sassy, which is a recipe platform, an online studio and an app. So how did you get from A to B? Ooh, it was a hard, it was a hard journey for sure. Um, I hit my low. I realized that I was an athlete and I needed to, to fuel my body. It was the tool I had to stay strong, to fight the injury, to get better. Um, and through that, I developed a love of cooking. I did a lot of research into sports nutrition. I really found it was super exciting. I didn't know I would have another passion outside dance. You know, I was the dancer. I wasn't going to be anything else. And suddenly I, I loved cooking, which didn't really go hand in hand. So I started doing that, publishing recipes and developed not only a love for it, but a following. I could see that it was really interesting to other people. And it just started with the food. Like I didn't want to get the fitness side in, involved. Like I was dancing already from 9 a.m. in the morning to like 9 p.m. at night. I wanted to leave that in the studio. So at first it was just food. And when I did eventually end dancing, I hung up the point shoes to continue doing Naturally Sassy full time. Um, then I, you know, I started the online studio. So it was a journey, but it was definitely about learning that I didn't want to compromise my health to be like a cookie, cookie cut dancer. Like I didn't just want to be what other people wanted me to be. I, I wanted the independence to feel good within myself and create a job and a different path that I loved. Now you are a huge fan of food as medicine. Um, Absolutely. Do you think that had a, a big role to play in your healing? I think so, but I just think it was, yeah, it definitely did. I think like most of us, when we start a health journey, we kind of, I would say, generally speaking, we all go crazy. We're like, okay, so we're going to be sugar-free, dairy-free, vegan. We put all these restrictions because it's sometimes easier to segue into a healthy lifestyle that way because you feel like then you'll figure it out. So for me, at least, I really just went overnight from eating very little. And when I was eating, I was eating like just sugary, sugary foods, sugary drinks, just things to keep me going. What do you consider um, eating very little? I always wonder what that is. To oh, God. As a dancer, I mean, it was, it, the schedule was nuts. Like we honestly, I think they didn't even give us lunch breaks, you know? So it's, it's an industry that I, I'd like to say is very old school, you know, the way that they think the dancers should be. There's not a lot of education around food. So when somebody says you need to get in better shape, 
you just look to your fellow dancers who are eating very little. And when I say that, just like picking, just picking food, like just all I would really eat was, I wouldn't, I wouldn't eat. And then I would eat like a, what we have in England, fish finger sandwich, which is just basically like white bread with ketchup, like just things that were like high sugary carbohydrate foods. And then I wouldn't eat for the rest of the day. So when I was eating, it was absolute rubbish. Um, and I didn't have any education. It wasn't even that I was thinking like, oh, you know, this is a really disordered eating pattern. It was more just like, this is the job and this is what you've got to do for the job. <laughs> like it wasn't really thought about too much. So, but when food was introduced to me, it was just totally different. I saw it as this tool to not only like increase my performance in the studio, which it did dramatically, but also increase my performance in life. I had so much more energy. Um, I was just a happier person overall. I was suddenly creative and really excited about what I was doing. And that, you know, the job that I have now, like building this business wouldn't have happened if I was in a state of, you know, being super undernourished and just grumpy, to be honest. Well, like yeah. it, it really changed my life. And um, it just, it started there and it was a very quick transition, to be honest. Like it was just a switch in mindset. You know, I, I just didn't really think of food as anything other than, you know, something I needed to diet with um, to help my career to something that could really enhance my career. And it, it did. Like, so I, I felt so much better in myself. I was dancing so much better. The annoying thing was this injury that just plagued my entire dance uh, dancing life. I had steroid injections like every two months to help it. And it was during that time that like, again, I like to think that all, all the lows create the best things that, you know, in my life at least, like I had this ankle injury. It was super painful. I was always off. And through that, I created what the online studio is now. It's like a ballet fitness fusion workout and it happened then. So again, it was from this position of like, oh God, like I've got nothing to do. This is so depressing, but I've got to keep my body strong. I don't want to lose tone. Like I'm eating well, but I need to support that, that ballet blast, which is our first class came about. So, you know, everything happens for a reason. So when it comes to having like a long, lean ballet bod, what's your mm -hmm. philosophy when it comes to food and exercise? So I think, I know that it's not food or exercise, but I think bef before you can even get into what you're eating and you know how you're sculpting your body, the biggest thing for me is the mindset that you go into it. And obviously that goes you know a little bit back into my past of how you think about your body and the food you're eating. Something that's so great about um, the workout that we have in the studio, because it has this graceful element, it's incredible at connecting your mind back to your body because you're not just doing like a bicep curl when you're like crunching and you're just looking at yourself in the mirror and you feel like those guys with their shoulders up to their ears, you know, walking around just like super buff. Mm -hmm. It's really graceful. It opens you up and it connects you. Women always say that it makes me feel so, it makes me feel so feminine. You know, I felt so graceful. And that connection back to your mind is so wonderful because you're doing it for more than just the aesthetic outcomes. And I think that when it comes to food and fitness, the sculpting that beautiful ballerina body, if your mind's not there, nothing's gonna happen. So you really have to train your mind and your mental game first and to have bigger goals than just, you know, what you're gonna see in the mirror, to be able to, you know, be this much more flexible or get your posture to a place where you can do X, Y, Z. And that's kind of what I try with all my personal clients and then everybody in the, in the studio is to track your progress for more than just your food and fitness. Because I think if, if the insides are in the right place, you know, if, if you're inside really happy and confident and feeling excited about something, you know, everything else kind of falls into place. You get better results because of it. So mental health first, you know, get your, train, your, train your brain and the rest comes. And when it comes to food, 
and fitness for food for me it's all about educating yourself uh, I went through like I said I went through a long time of like figuring out what worked for my body but at the end of the day I'm really pro not dictating what I eat to other people but giving them the tools to figure it out for themselves so we have an amazing naturally sassy nutritionist that helps me with this because we want like the most informed advice for everybody um, and then they have these great documents to be able to figure it out for themselves um, and I I definitely think that's the best approach for me is, you know, knowledge is power. So you are, uh, are you vegan? Are you pescatarian? What would I call you? Yeah, I'm pescatarian. I'm pescatarian. And so can you describe pescatarian to everybody listening? So for me personally, I'm pescatarian. I'm also dairy free. So I, at the same time that everything happened with, you know, my injury and everything, I had really chronic eczema. Like it was all over my body, not an attractive look in a leotard whatsoever. Um, And I found that through this, like, you know, being vegan at the time and not having dairy, that my eczema completely disappeared. I think the side effect was also having less sugar. So I also am dairy free and being pescatarian, I eat fish and eggs, um, but I mainly eat really veg heavy food. I'm very big on getting a lot of fiber into your diet and, you know, supporting yourself with good amounts of protein. So I really look um, at kind of how my meals are divided. And that's something that I try to do with or try to share with everybody that's part of the studio. I think there's a lot of like taboo around calories and macronutrients. And I have a very different opinion on them to them just being like diet culture. I think they can be so useful, not in the long term. Like, you know, I don't really think that you should be tracking. I definitely don't think you should be tracking your calories and macronutrients for life or even for like a month. But it's so eye-opening to know how you're eating, you know, how much carbohydrates, how much fats, how much protein. Often you're so low carb that you have no energy. And you realize when you look at those guidelines, like how much of each I should be eating. But if you level it up, your energy levels will be so much better. So I'm very pro like actually looking at the calories and looking at the macronutrients just so you educate yourself on what you're eating. For sure. I could tell you the amount of carbs in anything. Name, uh, (laughs) Name something. I'll tell you. Banana. I'm looking at one right now. 30 carbs. Ah, very good. <laughs> how many? How many? You're like a dictionary of, car- of calories. That was amazing. A, the years of the low-carb dieting, you know oh. what I'm saying? Yeah, totally. Um, <laughs> you could probably tell me how many macronutrients are in there, so. Mm-hmm, maybe, possibly. I'd have to look at one of my tracking apps. I'm terrible like that. But I do think it's so useful. I really, like, I think there's a lot of, you know, bad press around them both, and for good reason, because people, you know, use them like the Bible. They just completely like look at what they're eating and sometimes don't think about how nutritious the food is, just how many calories are in them. For sure. And that's that's not what I think at all. I just think that if you can look at what you're already eating and balance it out in terms of carbs, protein, um, and fat, you're gonna have a lot more energy and be able to make a lot better choices in your life. And actually amazingly with a vegan diet, the amount of fat you consume over carbohydrate and protein and being able to balance that out is it's huge for some people just in the way that they feel, not necessarily even their bodies, but just, you know, with energy. For sure. What, um, can you like, like, tell us what you would eat, like your, your day would be like nutritionally, just to give us some inspiration. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I tend to really push my breakfast pretty far down into the day because of my busy morning. But also I find if I have like a, a slightly condensed eating window, I'm less hungry and have more energy. And and there's the whole thing with intermittent fasting. I don't necessarily stick to that, but I definitely find that that approach works quite well with my body. In terms of food, I eat just as much as if I had kind of split my day into breakfast, lunch, and dinner with a wider eating window. So I eat like I'll have normally 
um, either like a really yummy veggie omelette in the morning, but actually because of my schedule right now, the easiest thing for me to do is a green smoothie and I'll do it with, I know that they're so like, of course I have a green smoothie, but this one's super yummy. And I just, I make it with like almond milk and kale and spinach. And I have like a little bit of banana, tiny handful of like cashews, um, oats and then my favorite vegan protein powder called form nutrition which are just about to launch in the u.s i think but in the uk i get them to send it over to me i'm so obsessed with it and it's vegan it's pea and um, pea protein and it's really just a very natural one there's no crap in it it's, it's a great protein powder wow yeah so that one's my that's my breakfast normally and it's it's very it's very filling and i, I walk around the office with like some massive vat of green green stuff <laughs> yeah um and then and then lunch I'm huge on meal prep so I make everything on a Sunday because I just don't have the time and that's actually the reason I love creating recipes so much is that I have so little time I know that everybody can make it too um and I'll do like today I think what's in the fridge at office I think I've got like um quinoa I've got like I think I've got like a, a kale cob salad with some quinoa as well so I, I make two two different things so it's like a cob salad with um, olives and egg and kale and a bunch of stuff like that. It's really simple and yummy. And then tonight, I probably I've got some Beyond Burgers and I'll have Beyond Burger. Um, maybe I'll make some sweet potato hash and a salad or something like that. So I'm very like, I try to eat as much veggies as I can, but um, I, I have to do everything quickly. So For sure, I'm all I'm all about good food on the go. How do you make sweet potato hash? Oh, oh my God. This is the most life-changing thing for me. Okay. So I bought a waffle maker for my boyfriend who does not eat the same kind of food as I do whatsoever. (laughs) Um, We have like Costco waffle mix in um, our kitchen, which I'm not as proud of, but, (laughs) but I don't indulge in it. So um, he has that going on. So we bought a waffle maker and I was there grating sweet potato for just like to, to basically just fry it up in some coconut oil. And then I realized that without the oil, what I could just do is grate the sweet potato, put it in the waffle maker, you know, leave it there for three minutes, four minutes, and it completely makes this delicious sweet potato waffle, which is like a hash brown. And it cooks it both sides because it's a waffle maker. You don't need any oil. It's so yummy. You can do the same with normal potato as well. Um, But it's been life-changing for me because it's such a delicious way to make potatoes without kind of needing anything else. That sounds so good. So good. Sometimes for brunch with some guac, maybe like a poached egg. It is to die for. Oh, uh, yeah. It's my favorite thing. Okay, yeah. last question, because, I mean, I know that you're you're an athlete. You are a food guru. You love food <laughs> just as much as the rest of us. But you've also Absolutely. built a really successful business out of both of these things. So a lot of um, our listeners are interested in self-employment, entrepreneurship. What are some words of advice you have with that? Yeah, it's, it's tough. My, my best pieces of advice, I think the first is that you've got to start. I think a lot of the time we think that we have to have this perfect vision before we go and starting a business, everything changes every day. It's, you always want something better. You do something and then you want to change it instantly. So my, my best advice is to start now and the path may change as you go, but you can't just sit back. You have to take it in your stride and go for it and just know that that's going to happen. Um, I try as much as I can to create or have as many mentors in my life. And sometimes I don't even know them. I listen to a million podcasts and they're my mentors. I write notes down from men. I create people in my life. Like I bring them into my life that are going to give me pieces of advice on each thing. And I think it's all about asking questions. 
um, and listening. That's a big thing for me. And the other thing, and I really, this is my main, is I started my business at 15, 16. And I think that teenage naivety that I had, that optimism that was just like, you know, I can get a publishing deal with Penguin. I can do this. I can do that. I didn't know what my boundaries were at all. Um, and that was the reason that things happened. So now every day I try and take that naivety into my life and go, okay, well, you know, the sky's the limit, you know, just dream big, think the, think the biggest things can happen. And they, they do because you, you almost manifest it into your life. For sure. It's like, you know, no other way except for it's going to work out. Yeah, completely. And some people would say like, no, you can't email that big wig person about it. No, you can't get a lunch date with so-and-so, but you just go for it. And hey, look, you got it because no one else did, right? Absolutely. I just always picture my 15-year-old self emailing the buyer at Whole Foods, pitching an energy bar that I didn't even have, had <laughs> never even made a recipe for, and then six months later had energy bars in Whole Foods in the UK. So just yeah. imagine this this 15-year-old girl knowing nothing about the food industry. <laughs> you, you can definitely email the big wig, 100%. I love that. Sassy, it's been so great talking to you today. Thanks for coming on the show. Thank you so much for having me. Now we all want to go out and buy waffle makers. That was Sassy Gregson Williams. Check her out on Instagram at naturally.sassy. Unless, of course, you have a George Foreman grill. I never got one of those back in the day, but you know what? I always see them at Value Village now, and I think, I bet those are pretty good. I bet you could sizzle up a little something in there, right? Okay, so uh, next week there will not be an episode. As I told you, we are working on a bit of a revamp. So go back and listen to the ones that you haven't heard yet because there's so much goodness, honestly. Manifesting your dream life, how to get comfortable with being uncomfortable, 10 ways to get the high-value life you deserve. Mm, I like that one. Determining your dosha and living your best life with Sahara Rose. Getting out of your own head and how to grow your girl gang. Damn, we've been doing pretty well, haven't we? That being said, mindful mostly is Get in a makeover. It's back to school. So Mindful Mostly is going to come back on September 3rd with a new outfit that its mom bought them at the mall. Can't remember what the store was called. But I remember being super chunky and I really wanted my mom to buy me this choker. And literally because my neck was so large, it literally choked me. But I was like, I'm going to look so cool from back to school. <laughs> That's what's happening with Mindful Mostly. It's getting a makeover. New backpack, new shoes, ones that won't scuff the gym, gym floor. Okay, I'll stop. But yes, tune in September 3rd. And if you have some feedback from me, well, I want it. Tell me what you want to hear more of and you want to hear less of. Tell me what you love and what you'd be okay with seeing go. You can email me at Andrea at MindfulMostly.com or hit me up on Instagram at MindfulMostly. Also my own personal one, Andrea Collins FM. Guys, so exciting. Enjoy the rest of your summer, right? And I'll talk to you next time right here on Mindful 